Welcome back to another episode of Practical Nutrition. I'm Alex. I'm Cassie. And I'm Sarah. And today our topic is the difference between dietitian versus nutritionist. So you've probably heard both terms a lot. Um, we get called both dietitian or nutritionist, and we now have RDN, which is Registered Dietitian Nutritionist, and they added that in 2013 to help kind of give an all-encompassing term for what we do, because we're dietitians and nutritionists, so we have a little bit of both, obviously. Um, so the two titles really are used interchangeably, and we have one goal in mind, and that's to help people live a long, healthy, happy life um, through food. So there obviously are some differences, but how do we set ourselves apart, Sarah? What's kind of the difference? So we actually have a governing body. Um, we have standards of practice that we have to follow. We can actually get in trouble, so like people can submit um, claims as to you know us not following ethical standards of care, standards of practice, stuff like that, because we are held to that govern governing body as registered and licensed professionals. Um, on top of that, we also have to have continuing education. There may be nutrition certifications out there where you also have to have continuing education. Ours is pretty intense. We have to have 75 logged hours every five years. So that keeps us on our toes. We get to stay in touch with all the new nutrition research out there, you know, watch a webinar over clinical-based or community-based type um, information, you know, whatever it is, just ways for us to keep our, us on top of our game. Absolutely. And as dietitians, like she said, we have 75 hours that we have to complete and that can be on our own time. We can go to different things like Fency where we can learn all kinds of fun stuff there. Um, but as well as continuing ed, we have lots of education and hours that we have to go through to be able to become dietitians. And Cassie's going to kind of talk about that a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So you have to have a degree. You know, yes. that's something, a four-year degree in a nutrition-related field. And then you also have to do an internship that's 1,200 hours. And so those can have different um, focuses if depending on what you're interested in. Uh, a lot of those are clinical-based. You know, now they have a lot of internships that are not clinical-based, which is awesome. Um, but every internship um, still has time for you to focus on what you're interested in. So when I did my internship, I did my month of staff relief, what they called it, in um, you know outpatient counseling, kind of, which is what we would do now. Um, and then I did my elective at a fitness center. And so those are, you know, so you still get exposed to those types of things, um, you know, in any internship, if that's what you're interested in. So, um, and that's just real life practical, you know, practicing what we learned in school. And so that's really important because as most people know, you know, everybody's different. And so I think you learn a lot just from experience and dietitians definitely have the knowledge base and the science base to back up what they're doing. But logistics and, you know, different types of people and um, helping people make it work in the real world is really what you learn in that internship and also in practice. Yes. And elaborating on that, it takes about five to seven years to complete what we need to complete. So our undergrad and our internship, we also have to go through DICAS, which is getting all of our applications ready and all that kind of stuff, which helps you match to an internship. Kind of like in um, how like in the medical field residency, when they do it, you match to one place. Um, and that takes that itself takes a lot of time and effort um, and being able to keep your GPA up undergrad because that's really important and then getting work experience. There's just a lot that goes into it. And by 2024, you have to have your master's degree to be able to come become a dietitian. Us three would be grandfathered in because we are dietitians before 2024. But 
all of us have our masters or are working towards their masters. So yes. we're super excited yeah. about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, what we're trying to talk about today too is just, you know, people, we, ask, we are asked that all the time, you know, what's a, what's a dietitian, what's a nutritionist. And you probably see people online that call themselves nutritionists and you may be wondering, you know, what is the difference? And so, um, you know, that also may be why if you call a dietitian a nutritionist, they're like, Hey, you know, I worked really hard for that title. <laughs> um, you know, so, cause there is a difference and nutritionists or people that aren't dietitians can't call themselves dietitians. That's illegal. Um, they're not allowed to do that. Any, you know, anyone can be a nutritionist. And so to be called a dietitian, you have to go through all the stuff we just said. So yes. <laughs> That's exactly right. I love that she said that because we do work super hard to get where we're at. We have lots of education and lots of knowledge to spread to people. That's, um, backed by science that's evidence-based so for people to call us a nutritionist it's like oh dang it <laughs> even though we are rdns and we are rds there those are interchangeable but just a nutritionist is a lot different from being a dietitian and i like this quote it says every dietitian is a nutritionist but not every nutritionist is a registered dietitian which is very true so make sure that you know who you're talking to who you're getting nutrition information from because a dietitian again is much different than a nutritionist so sarah Let's elaborate a little bit on what exactly a nutritionist is. Right. So there's no definition for what a nutrition is. There's no, um, you know, like us as dietitians, we have specific ethical um, practices that we have to follow, standards of practice. A nutritionist does not have that. They may have some sort of, you know, list of regulations, for lack of a better term, through whatever certification they get. But we actually have a governing body, like I said earlier, that we can get in trouble with if something were to go wrong and we were not following those ethics or standard of practice. Um, they also don't necessarily need um, a certain amount of education. Maybe a certification, if you're you're getting a certification towards being a nutritionist, you need um, a GED, high school diploma, whatever it is. But like for us, we have to have that bachelor's degree internship and then we can sit for our board exam. Um, nutritionists may or may not have to take a test. They may be open book or not. Like I said, whatever type of certification you're going through or if you're a self-proclaimed nutritionist, there's no specific re regulation. Could just be someone who likes to eat food. <laughs> yes, I mean, anybody who eats food could be a nutritionist. Right. My dad could be a nutritionist. Right. <laughs> Shout out to Scott. <laughs> I don't think he wants to be a nutritionist, but he could be if he wanted to because he eats peanut butter sandwiches, you know? <laughs> so it's important to definitely know, like Sarah was saying, who you're getting your nutrition information from because, like she said, you could go and do an open book test. You could do an online course for three weeks and then call yourself a nutritionist and go out into the community and promote that. So just be aware of where you're getting your information from. And within that is, staying within your scope of practice and we as dietitians have that code of ethics to uphold um, we have to be sure that we are not going outside of our scope meaning I'm not a physical therapist so I'm not going to give physical therapist advice that's kind of what it means to stay within your so scope so we stay within our nutrition scope and with that being said as a dietitian kind of explain what our scope is Cassie yeah so we we actually are licensed to provide MNT, which is medical nutrition therapy. So we can be part of the care team to manage diseases that are nutrition related. So, so that's something that we're licensed to do. And, you know, some dietitians take insurance. Um, you know, we we're cash pay at AYB, but you can take insurance um, and get reimbursed for that. And again, be a part of a, a medical team to manage disease. So that's an important one. And there are a lot of people, I would say, you know, a high percentage of the people that we work with have some sort of medical 
issue that you would need to manage through nutrition, whether it's diabetes, prediabetes, hypertension, high cholesterol, um, cancer, you know, all of those types of things, um, food allergies, food sensitivities, you know, we work with all of those things and we're licensed to do that. And we've had the education to be able to do that correctly. We can look at labs that are nutrition related and evaluate those. Um, so we have a lot of that expertise and we can help our clients um, really well with those types of things. Um, you know, we also have certifications or special certifications that we can get that can give us even further information and knowledge, like the sports nutrition that we're all, you know, into that. And then also you can have, be an eating disorders dietitian. And so um, you can specialize as well and take board exams that are certified and credentialed in those specialties as well. So, so there are lots of, you know, lots of differences in, with scope of practice. Um, and then two, you know, we also have that ethics, which both Sarah and Alex have talked about where we do not sell supplements, for example, um, that is against our code of ethics. And so, because it would be a conflict of interest, if we're telling our clients, well, all you need is a supplement or you need these 10 supplements and it's going to be $500 a month, you know, and to make you better. And so we, we don't participate in that type of thing. And I'm not saying there isn't a place for that or supplements are all bad or they, none of them work or anything like that. It's just something that we, we don't sell something that we're going to try to promote <laughs> as, as far right. as a supplement goes. You know, we're real food, whole food based, science based. Um, and so, so that's another big one as far as conflict of interest and um, scope of practice is that's not our expertise. That's not what we're doing. Um, we're helping people find real solutions um, that are science-backed. Yes, individualized, realistic, that's our whole foods. That's kind of our approach as dietitians is to make sure that that's our background and that's what we focus on. Um, and nutritionists sometimes may not do that. Sometimes they might. Um, if you have a nutritionist that's doing your macros and calories, that's awesome. But I can tell you that we as dietitians can do that with our eyes closed. So there's a lot more that goes into it besides just knowing your calories and macros. Um, so going off of that, like Cassie said, our emphasis and focus as dietitians, whole real foods, realistic. There's not a one size fits all approach. Um, a lot of people you see on social media, they're going to say, this is what I do. So you should do it too. This works for me. So this, I'm going to emphasize what I do and put it onto you and say, you should do this too. Um, which can be challenging. It can be, it can be almost disheartening for people that are on social media that are like, I want to look like that person. So I'm going to do what that person does, which is not the case. A lot of the time we all have different body types. We all have different resting metabolic rates, different activity levels. Maybe you're eating at a gas station or maybe you're able to cook all your foods. Maybe your availability to those types of things is different from other people. So it's important to know those types of things. And we definitely explore that a lot more. Um, and like I said, macros, calories, definitely we talk about that, but also the cognitive behavior behavioral therapy that's a hard one get it out <laughs> um that we also do with a lot of our clients which Sarah we talk about that just a little bit yeah so all of us in our undergrads and even our master's programs we take classes and are educated in how to provide you know counseling strategies we're not sitting here calling ourselves psychologists by any means but that is a very very important part in terms of healthy lifestyle changes guiding you towards your goals because there are going to be things like triggers that you know and encourage you to incorporate, you know, bad behaviors 
for lack of a better term, or there can be, you know, we can sit there and address the the triggers and then say, all right, this is what has triggered you to make these decisions before. Now that you are working with someone that's trained in that, let's let's address that trigger. Let's hopefully change the outcome. Um, and so that is a big, big part of our education. And I think our clients actually really appreciate whenever we get to incorporate those types of things in our sessions with them because they don't necessarily um, expect that, especially if they have worked with someone who isn't trained in that before, because we understand that there is so much more than just what you're putting in your body. You know, there's emotional characteristics of it. There's things that have happened in the past that may also lead to whatever it is and how you choose to um, use food, whether it's coping, um, whether it's to get you closer to your gains, or if it's just unfortunately getting you further away um, to whatever goal it is. So yes, that is a huge part of, you know, what we use in our nutrition sessions. Yeah. And Thank you for that, Sarah. So looking again, nutritionists, no governing body, no ethical code to uphold, um, not always extensive education, but again, our goal of this podcast was, is not to bash nutritionists. That's not what we're talking about. We just want to know, we want you as people listening or watching this video to know the difference between what a dietitian versus a nutritionist is. And when you see those RD or RD in letters, you know what those mean and you know the schooling and background that we have to get those letters and credentials. Um, so if you have been seeing a nutritionist, sometimes um, they might get into a little bit of fad diet which I'm just going to touch on that just a little bit. Fads are things that are popular at the moment. Um, so promising dramatic results, supplements, like putting protein powder in everything. You don't need protein powder in everything. Um, good versus bad food, restricted calories, um, recommending unle- unrealistic things, um, focusing heavy on macros or the scale. So if you're seeing somebody who's really pushing those types of things, you may, mon- may want to take a step back and think twice about where you're getting your information from. And with that being said, again, not all nutritionists are doing these types of things, but again, we want you we want you to just be aware of it. And do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I mean that and one of the big things I like to for my clients to think about is this is very client-driven behavior change. You know, you won't see any of us posting on our achieving your best page our abs and saying if you just do what I do you can look like this too you know it's it's not about us we're not the heroes in this story you know we we really are trying to create a business that helps people get realistic lasting results and often whenever you have influencers and it's all about look at me do what I do you can look like this you know it may not be realistic for you to look like that and then automatic and if you do their plan for a month you might get results but is that really gonna be the best plan for you is it gonna be realistic for you to stick with and are you setting yourself up for failure because your body type is different than theirs you know so we try to help our clients set those realistic goals and again it's all about our clients not about us whenever we're trying to help them so so that's really big you know so if you are following people or looking at people and it's all you know their pictures of how amazing they look or their pictures of this and that you know that's just um, that's one way to do it but if you and you may be really motivated by that and be successful with that but if it doesn't work for you it's not you necessarily it might just be the program wasn't the best thing for you so so that's a big part of our job is trying to figure out what 
type of plan works best for people. And, you know, talking about fad diets too, there are a lot of things out there that, you know, someone comes in and they want to do keto and we will sit there and evaluate whether we think that's a good idea for them. Is it going to help them reach their goals? And if it's not going to hurt them, we are going to try to help them do it in the healthiest way that they can do it. So there are lots of different ways to do things. Same thing with intermittent fasting. Some of these things that are popular right now, there's some good science that, that, that that's a good option for a lot of people, but it's not a good option for everyone, you know? And so we sit down and look at that. We don't say, well, I eat keto, so therefore all of our clients should eat keto. You know, any the, exactly. nothing like that happens here. So so that's a big difference too. Um, we're not a one trick, you know, pony kind of thing. <laughs> so, um, so that's something that you get just a more well-rounded um, person to help you reach your goals. Um, and I think that's one of the biggest differences yeah. between mm-hmm. nutritionists or influencers that you see. You know, it sounds great. It's all shiny, you know, <laughs> and exciting. Um, you know, but it's not necessarily going to help you get to your goal and stay there. Yeah, absolutely. And... The person that maybe is doing that type of stuff, that's completely fine and you do you, but we a lot of times see the clients that you have worked with and now maybe their relationship with food is harmed or maybe their resting metabolic rates now decrease dramatically or they're just lost in general. So just be careful when you're doing those types of things and those that are looking at social media, definitely just be aware of what you're looking at and what information you're getting. Um, You won't see any of us putting our abs on social media um and you'll see a lot of people like posting every single thing that they eat on social media and you won't be seeing us doing that either um just because uh, frankly a lot of people just don't care yeah <laughs> i don't care I what don't you're care. eating every day um so with that being said do you have anything else to add to that well one thing i will say too just to touch on that um you know cassie talked about we don't have you know one thing that we prescribe to everyone that is kind of one of the more frustrating things about being a dietitian because we yeah. do, we can't make a social media post and be like try this supplement to get you know you're gonna lose 20 pounds in one month that's it's not gonna happen unfortunately that's just not how it works because we are about sustainability and we want to do exactly what the client is asking for us whether it is working with them to find out how we can incorporate um you know the fad diet if intermittent fasting works for you we're gonna help you do that doesn't work for you then we're gonna help guide other sorts of lifestyle factors to help you meet that goal but we can't sit here and be like you're gonna lose 20 pounds in a month and and make those kinds of promises because it's not gonna happen yeah if there was a magic pill like that that was healthy and it was a good way to do it we'd all be taking it (laughs) we would all know that but we are not promoting anything like that um and also to go back to social media just because it's so prominent it's not all bad Uh, Because there are dietitians on there that are putting up great recipes that are giving you tips, tricks. Um, I follow one link to nutrition and she has great stuff on there. She's a Purdue dietitian. Um, So shout out to you if you ever listen to this. Um, I see a lot of stuff on her site that I really like. And we all learn from each other, um, which is really fun. And social media is a good platform to be able to do that and put out research-backed information. Follow our Instagram, Achieving Your Best. We put recipes on there. We put research-backed information on there. Um, So give us a follow. Um, I just want to touch on one certification that is really popular right now, uh, Precision Nutrition. Um, if you've heard of it, if you've not, it's its own nutrition certification company and there's different levels to it. And this is on their front page. I just kind of want to go over it real quick. It says, should you go back to school if you're looking to learn more about nutrition? It says, it depends on your situation. If you have the time and money, then it may be an option for you, which is true because as you've heard us say, it takes five to seven years to get where we are. Um, 
But then we go back to this, and it says, then again, most college nutrition classes are heavily focused on clinical dietetics, like what to feed patients in the hospital. Important education for important work, but there's almost zero emphasis on real world real world coaching. Words are hard. <laughs> <laughs> so I, again, not to bash precision nutrition. But that's BS. But that's BS. <laughs> I'll say it. But is going to throw it out there. That's, that's a bunch of BS. Um, we have all kinds of classes that go over those things. We have nutrition counseling. We have community. We have real life experiences at our internship with dietitians watching over us um, whenever we were going through the internship process. So we have tons of experience with that. For So for them to say those types of things is insulting and I don't like it. <laughs> Um, I won't go into it in too much detail, but do you there you have anything to add to that? <laughs> well, <laughs> first of all, there I you know there's many reasons to go to school. If you don't work well in a classroom setting, then that's fine. You know, go do whatever other route you want to do. However, we consider ourselves to be nutrition experts. And I'm gonna go ahead and speak for Cassie and Alex here too. I think we all want to be called nutrition experts and have the new the nutrition knowledge to back that. And that's what school provides for us, and that's what, what sets us up us apart from someone who has a certification because we have that seven five six eight however long it takes you we have that amount um, of knowledge to sit here and help that one person and yes it does take all of those years to be able to help that one person because you never know who's going to walk into your door you never know what kind of help they're going to need what they've tried in the past um, another thing I will say too is, you know, I talked about at the very beginning continuing education requirements and staying on our toes in terms of following new research. But in, in our master's programs, even in undergrad too, we learn how to evaluate research. And that is such an important part of being just, you know, in the healthcare profession because there's so much research that gets put out there. And I'm gonna tell you right now, if Joe Schmo saw dairy causes cancer, then that's gonna be interpreted a lot differently by someone who does not have that you know, research background than someone like us who can sit there and break that down and understand just exactly what that title means because it's obviously gonna be you know, just clickbait. You click on it because it has some catchy title and we obviously understand that there's a lot more that's gonna go to it, gonna go into it. And Cassie, when I did my internship rotation with you, um, we had looked at an article and kind of broken down exactly what that article was telling us and it, it was different than exactly what they had put in the title. You know, I know how to look at what a p-value is and if that's significant or not, the odds ratio, the relative risk is, and that's because of my education and my master's program, so. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> Anything to add to that? No, I mean, okay. it's just, again, yeah. the expert part of it is just, you know, and, and bodies are complicated, research is complicated, and I think, you know, so much of what's out there and fads are, are research-driven, you know, this research-driven information, but again, you know, the human body isn't a closed system, it's not, you know, research isn't always perfect, and so, um, and that's why I think, too, consumers get confused because it's like, today, eggs are unhealthy, tomorrow, they're healthy, mm -hmm. and the next day, they're unhealthy again, and, you know, so a lot of this again is just the media driving those quick studies that come out and so we you know like to look at the bigger picture of research and and how well the research was done and how many people and what types I mean there's so many things that we look at um, and try to have more of a 
you know, realistic um, approach to what we're looking at as far as science goes. Um, and we know we don't know everything. And that's, but I think one of the, one of the things that makes us special is we are happy to admit that we don't know something. Or if we don't think the research is there to back up something, we would say that. And so that's something that comes with education, you know, knowing, knowing where your lane is and knowing, you know, what you know and knowing what you don't know. And so, and being okay with that and learning more you know and that's something that as dietitians we do every single day and so um, whereas you you need to be careful with people that do act like they have all the answers and they know everything and this is absolute never eat a banana for example or you know because um, it's going to make you fat or has too much sugar you know those kinds of words those are things that you want to look for and that's really what we're talking about today there are some amazing nutritionists out there that know their stuff and really help people you know and that's awesome we're again in a in a all working together to help people be healthier but we like Alex said you know we see people and the negative effects of a lot of nutritionists out there that don't know what they're doing and they can cause some serious issues down the road and so um, so we're just trying to help you as consumers understand the differences and to to look see what to look for and and these kinds of things where people think they know all the answers about nutrition um nobody knows all the answers about nutrition <laughs> so, none of us yeah so um but we you know have the education to at least evaluate things yes i love it so nutrition's ever changing we're having to constantly keep up with it but as dietitians that's our job to be able to do that and to be able to provide that information in a helpful way to our clients. So just kind of summarizing everything and in closing, us three are registered dietitians, we're licensed dietitians, um, and we are trying to make people healthier overall. And if you're a nutritionist listening to this, I hope you take some information from this. Um, if you're a dietitian listening to this, I hope that you share it with the world um, because we're probably speaking for all dietitians that we worked really hard to get where we're at today and we want to be sure that people understand the difference, dietitian versus nutritionist. Again, not all nutritionists, like Cassie said, are doing things, quote, the wrong way, but um, sometimes we're having to educate people on just kind of what the difference is. So with that being said, I think this concludes our podcast today. So if you have questions, comments, uh, definitely comment on our Instagram or reach out to us. We do offer free 30-minute nutrition sessions. So if you're somebody who maybe had been seeing somebody else before, hasn't ever talked to a nutritionist or dietitian before, reach out and we can get you set up with that. So thank you very much. Thank Thanks. you.